Well, hey, everybody. I've always wanted to say that. Your pal Tim here with a very important announcement. We're recording the 100th episode of The Debrief Live. We'll be at the Riverside Municipal Auditorium on Monday, February 26th, starting at 6 p.m. Tickets are on sale now at move.sc forward slash debrief 100. $7 now and $10 at the door. You can also find them on our Facebook page. Grab a friend, grab your tickets, and we'll see you at The Debrief episode 100. I've not had a donut in probably 10 years. Good for you. Well, I have not had a pulse. donut in 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I can't <laughs> say that. Well, hey, everybody, and welcome to the debrief from your friends here at Sandals Church, where Pastor Matt Brown is giving real answers to tough questions. I am super excited for today because we have two friends joining us on the show while we Aww. talk about singleness. Yeah. Super excited. We've got our friend Tim, who is known and loved among our debrief Well, listeners. hey, everybody. And the lovely Maria Price, first time on the show, other yes. than our Christmas special, which was Yeah, I made so a cameo special. just to mm. sing A Holy Night. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which I think was everyone's favorite episode of the year. Because I never got to hear that. <gasps> really? I didn't even know about it until you told me. Oh, yeah. It's out there. Yeah. You we subscribe to the show. Yeah. Mm. We I think you fun. like it. It's yeah. a great addition Can I to your... Say, well, hey, everybody. I've always wanted to oh, say that. Job. Okay, here I am. You did a good <laughs> job. Well, what our listeners don't know is that this is actually going to be a one-hour special of Maria singing no, through no, your favorite no, worship. No. Wow, yes. wow hits with Maria Price. <sighs> what Which is every, every Chris Tomlin song she knows. L. My middle name's Logan. The MLP. Yeah. The PMB and the MLP. Yes. It's actually the PMBTL. Pastor Matt Brown, trusted leader, which sounds Ooh. a bit like a sandwich, mm, but it's yeah. not the B mm. and BTL. I would go for a BLT. Yeah, mm. yeah. Sounds good. Trusted leader. Have you watched the new CarMax commercials? They crack me up so bad. No. They have, yeah. We, we be Sadibo. That's their... Say it again? <laughs> we be Sadibo. What's it mean? It's an acronym. It's an acronym. It means that so. if you don't buy our car, we'll buy yours. It's too long. We be Sadibo. It cracks me up, dude. Every time I watch it, I just crack up. Like if I was not a pastor, I would do commercials and oh, just yeah. like literally die You'd be laughing. good at it. You'd be good Thank at it. Thank you. You're very funny. I yeah. love Maria. <laughs> all right. So we have got some great questions in. This weekend's message is all about how to be single and not alone as we walk through our Good Life series. If you have not had a chance mm. to listen to that message from Pastor Matt, whether you are married or single, I think... He just, you just had some incredible things to say oh, on that. You. And we've got a Amen. lot of great stuff to walk through on this show. So even if you're married, don't think mm -hmm. that this is one to check out on. We've got some great, great things to walk through as we kind of figure out how to do this all together. Weird. So we're going to dive on in first with some questions on singleness. Then we're going to get to the lovely topic of dating, yes. which mm. I feel like is a debrief favorite. Those episodes <laughs> always tend to spike in the listens. So. Do we have any questions oh, okay. on sex today? You didn't say. Not yet, but we could. Ooh, I'm sure. I'm sure some I, will come. I can't up. wait to make Tim sweat. Well, I say just talk about yeah, too sex. late. That's, yeah. yeah, that's the song. I'm sure we yeah. can find a way to work that in. So let's start off just on the topic of singleness. Ruby wrote in. We also got some questions about this on Twitter during our panel on singleness on Sunday night, which we will mm -hmm. have up on our YouTube channel as well, and we'll include that yeah. in the show notes here. Um, so our, there's a verse in the Bible that talks about being called to singleness. Are some people called to the singleness, and if so, why? Yeah. So. Um, you know, certainly some people argue that that's what it means. You know, Jesus says specifically uh, in Matthew nineteen eleven that um, some people do this for the sake of the kingdom. Um, the apostle Paul seems to insinuate that singleness is a gift. And so what I think he's saying there is that it's a positive thing. So, so Paul is not looking at marriage uh, or, or singleness as a negative thing, nor as marriage as a positive thing. For Paul, serving God is the best thing. And that's what needs to drive you and lead you. Certainly Jesus um, in Matthew 19 does 
indicate that some are called to this or, or feel like they're called to this. But what I would say is, is I think that we, we all believe that everyone is a sexual person. And the reality is some people are not. Some people are not interested in sex. Some people are not interested um, in pursuing that or being a part of that. And if this is you, I strongly suggest you don't get married because I've mm. counseled with people who've gotten married and they have zero desire for sex. And mm. I'm like, why are you married? Yeah. Um, you know, you, you know, we talk about... Um, uh, in our society about being gay or straight, but there's not a lot of talk about being asexual or, or a non-sexual person. And there are these people that it's just, that's just not for them. And, and you don't have to categorize yourself as that, but you just don't have a desire to be sexually intimate. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's your body and you can choose to do, you know, what you want to do with it in terms of engaging in sex and marriage or not as a Christian. And so, um, you know, Jesus says that there are some people and the, the full length of that passage is some people are made eunuchs because they were slaves. And so, Basically, in the ancient world, if you worked with women for the king, they turned you into a eunuch. And if you don't know what that means, they cut off oh. your testicles. So, um, and uh, a man's sexual drive and most of his testosterone is produced by his testicles. Hmm. So, um, yeah, they cut them off. So that way you're safe to hang out with the king's women. Nice. So, um, there you go. <laughs> yeah, well, when you think about the story of Joseph, um, you know, part of Potiphar's outrage towards him is he hasn't turned him into a eunuch. And so he's entrusted him to be around hmm. his wife. And so when his wife says, you know, Joseph tried to be with me, he's enraged mm. because he has the power to go get him snipped. And, um, and that's what they did in the ancient world. So oh. Jesus says, really, there, there are two issues there. Those who have been made eunuchs and those who were born eunuchs. Um, so some people, right, are born, you know, what happens um, if your gender's in question or what happens, you know, if there's something wrong with your genitalia, what do you do? Well, you remain a virgin for that and, and you don't engage sexually for that if there's some area of confusion. So it's actually interesting that Jesus talks about those people. Um, you know, our biology, none of us is perfect. You know, we are perfectly loved in the eyes of God, but we are not perfectly made uh, or created in the image of God. We're fallen by sin. And that sin not only affects us psychologically, it not only affects us spiritually, but it affects us biologically. Mm -hmm. So we are fallen creatures and mm -hmm. it affects us. And so this is why, you know, babies are, are not always born 100% healthy, they have challenges and, and difficulties. And so th that can affect in rare cases, um, you know, our, our, the organs in our body that are considered sexual organs and that can affect that. So he says, some are made eunuchs, some are born eunuchs, and then some choose to be eunuchs. They mm. choose to live a sex-free life for the sake of the kingdom of God. And then he says about that group, this is a good thing. And anyone who could accept this should. And I believe he says that because that's what he's chosen to do. I believe it's what John the Baptist has chosen to do. It's what mm. the apostle Paul has chosen to do. It's what Jeremiah, the prophet was called to do. And so um, we just need to understand that that it's a blessing. So I don't. I, I went too long. What was the second part of their question? Oh, I haven't gotten a second okay. part of the question. So people also said in, so let's say you are not a person who lacks sexual drive. Mm. You want that, but- Let's just you... say I'm not that person. Okay. Yeah. For example, um, for example. So how do we know if you've been maybe called to singleness or have the gift of singleness, or if you are really just waiting on God to provide someone? I know like I was mm. single until I was 30. So for a long time it was, well, am I just called to be single? Like, is that what's going to be my life? Or am I just waiting for God to provide someone? Yeah, I, I think it's twofold. Is I, I think that we're all in a period of waiting for many prayers that mm -hmm. God, that we've asked God for. And remember, every prayer is answered. It's yes, no, or wait. Yes, no, or mm. wait. And so I'll, people always say, well, God hasn't answered my prayer. Yes, he did. He said, yes, he said, no, or he said, wait. And so, um, you know, you and I were texting back and forth where we were talking about, 
you know, your singleness versus marriage. And I, and I texted you, I think I said, God's timing is always on time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but there were seasons where, you know, you cried, it I had to give you some hugs yeah, totally. and, Same. um, yeah. you know, I was heartbroken for you and because I really cared about you. And I knew that the desire of your heart was to be married. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was your hope and prayer. But, you know, you waited, um, you know, I don't know if you mind me saying this, but you, you were not, you were not engaging in sexual behavior outside of marriage. You were pure and you did that. I said pure, the word I said not to say in singles. <laughs> it's okay. You abstained <laughs> from sex. Abstain, yeah. um, you know, um, you, you know, you chose to do those things. So I just think that we need to not worry about the future. That's mm-hmm. what Jesus says. And this is why you have to apply the Bible to your season of life or mm-hmm. um, to your current situation. So do not worry about tomorrow for today has enough worry for itself. So you don't need to worry about what's going to happen 10, 20, 30 years from now. I mean, what if I do that as a married person? Well, what's going to happen? What if Tammy dies? Blah, 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 blah. I mean, I'm going to go crazy yeah. in that I don't know what the future holds. Mm-hmm. So I have to trust God with today and say, okay, God, I'm going to be faithful today. So what that means is I'm not going to go on dates and I'm not going to do hookups and I'm not going to do these things. What's that site that you and I always talk about? Uh, Tinder. Tinder, mm-hmm. uh, which is not right. all that tender. Um, <laughs> right? <laughs> there, thank you. No, that's good. Uh, you know, don't get on Tinder, you know, don't swipe left, swipe right, just get out um, mm-hmm. and, and don't get on that stuff because it's gonna put you in a compromising situation. So Paul mm. says, flee from anything that stimulates useful lust. So, and, mm. and just know as a single person, you know, you have to do the same things that I do as a married person. If I see someone that's attractive, if I see someone that's provocative, I mean, I had a woman come up to me one time at um, LA Fitness and say, you know, hey, can I get your number? And I said, no, I'm married. And she said, I don't care. Like, Mm-mm. she's like, I don't care. And I was like, Wow. I just walked away. Bold. And she said, yeah. she said rude when I walked away, but you know no, what? No, <laughs> no that's she, rude to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm going to honor my wife. Yes. And if that means I need to be rude to you, then I'm going to be rude yes. to you. So I just walked away. So we all have to exercise sexual restraint. Mm-hmm. Every single one of us, um, you know, especially if you're a young man, you need to listen up. Marriage is not going to solve all of your sexual desires. Mm-hmm. And for some women, for some women, women have a higher idea. sexual mm-hmm. drive than their male spouse mm-hmm. does. Now that's not the norm, but it does happen. And I have counseled, which is actually when first Corinthians chapter seven, Paul instructs the men to have sex with their wives. What it means is the wives are like, Hey, yeah. <laughs> and, the, and the guys are like, no, I'm, I'm praying. And Paul's like, stop praying, go have yeah. sex with your wife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's literally what he yeah. says. Um, which some of you are shocked. That's why you need to read the Bible. It's awesome. Yeah. Don't um, deny your spouse. Yeah. That. Your yeah. body is not mm-hmm. your own, but it belongs yeah. to your spouse. Mm-hmm. And so th- that's what it means is we, that's what sex is. Sex in God's eyes is giving yourself to another person wholeheartedly in safety, in love. And you're literally with no shame engaging in sex with that person. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's blessed by God. And so that's what it means. But the problem is marriage is not gonna take all of those desires away, especially guys, if you're in your late teens, uh, early 20s. And, and for me, really to my mid 30s, I really felt like, and that's why my book, you, you mm-hmm. mentioned the name, Sex Drive, yeah. um, is it, called Sex Drive because I really felt like sex was driving my life mm. for you know the first 35 years of my life. It, it was in the driver's seat. I mean, I, every single day I was like, God, you know, help me, help me, help me. Now over time that's changed. And, and I really feel like God is in the driver's seat now. Mm. Um, but it, it took just a great deal of prayer a great deal of work to be able to make that happen. And I was married and my wife, um, you know, she's a wonderful woman. She's, she, you know, she's been very, very loving and open in terms of sex. And, 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 you know, I feel like she's a great wife. I feel like we, I don't want to embarrass her in any way. She's <laughs> not in here, but I, I don't have any complaints. Let me say that. She, yeah. She's been a very, very good wife in that way, yeah. but still 
even with that, I had struggles and I was not prepared for that. Hmm. I, I didn't have that. And that's not to take any way, anything away from her. It's just because I did not live a sexually disciplined life as a young man. And this is what every single person needs to listen to me. What you're doing right now is training for your future. So if you're constantly engaging in pornography, now when you get married, guess what you're going to do? When you feel lonely, when you feel needy, mm -hmm. when you yep. can't sleep at night, yep. you're gonna go to that. Yep. And so you have to start dealing with that now. And um, you know, I'm very, very grateful that I started to deal with my appetite for pornography um, while I was dating Tammy. I, I began to deal with that issue and tried to get ahead of that, but it still was a struggle, an immense struggle. And um, yeah. I didn't have community where I, I didn't feel like I could share with my friends in church at the time, hey, I, you know, I'm looking at porn and I'm engaging in these things. And that was when there wasn't even computers. I didn't have a computer, I had a magazine, mm -hmm. right? And I mean, mm -hmm. you know, and, and getting porn back then was weird and you had to go into a gross store, or, you know, it was yeah. just disgusting. So I didn't have the access that people have nowadays. And so um, just know that you are training yourself every single day to be monogamous, to be faithful, or to be, uh, polygamous or to be non-faithful. Mm -hmm. And so that's why it's so important that, um, you know, that you remain faithful in that. And I think it's okay to have conversations. Uh, I think you need to have this discussion as singles people, you know, and the, I, I would like to have sex on a regular basis when we get married. Is that something that you would be into? Oh, yes. yes there we go. Amen. So, okay. For, for so, example, so let's Maria, have a conversation oh, with Amen. Maria is a yes. great candidate. <laughs> For, um, hi everyone. Yeah, like for long a, walks for on a the beach. healthy, Welcome vibrant, <laughs> vibrant sex life yeah. within the context of marriage. I plan because, to be a good wife. Yes, you know? because some people, <laughs> yeah, some people though don't ever have that conversation and they wonder why their sex yeah, life stinks when they get married. Yeah. You need to have these conversations. Mm -hmm. So stop having sex and start talking about it. Yeah. yeah. What does this look like for you? What what, what does this mean for you? Mm. Um, you know, um, husbands are to you know, devote themselves and focus their sexual attention on their wives and wives need to be, this is a generalization, they need to be open to that attention and to that focus and welcoming of that. And um, mm. that, that's just really, really important. And, 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 and relationship isn't all about sex. It's about emotional intimacy mm -hmm. and spiritual intimacy. And when Tammy and I have had rough patches sexually, it's because I was unaware that we had rough patches spiritually mm. and emotionally. Mm -hmm. And so uh, sex is the first thing that exposes the weaknesses of the relationship. That's the first thing. Okay, something's mm -hmm. something's happening here, and so we need we need to yeah. we need to go back and do some work. Mm -hmm. And um, so, married couples, and this is why you need to listen to the show. Instead of complaining about a lack of sex, start investigating what's happening emotionally, mm. what's happening spiritually mm -hmm. yeah. in the relationship, so that can be a natural part of that. So, um, geez, mm -hmm. I went off on marriage there. So, no, that was, no, that was great. Well, I was gonna say like the the battle for a lot of single people and I'm in my thirties, I'm turning 37. I think that's important to say right now. Cause I've, I've lived a few years in, yeah. in the struggle you got of some it. Experience. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I feel like often when we're thinking, am I called to singleness? It, it feels confusing because I have a sex drive, you know, yeah. like, and I'm just, I'm just kind of like, Lord, what in the world? And I shared with the panel on Sunday, I was like, sometimes I feel like my own body is betraying me yeah, when I'm is. trying to live. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, we all are, all are there. Yeah. And I feel like, um, from, for the person who asked that question and even for my own wrestle, um, what God has called me to right now is singleness, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Let me um, say this. God has not called you to singleness, he's called you to faithfulness. Yes. Do it. Oh, that's, tweeted his own, tweeted his own that's what he's called you to. Yes. And, and whether you are single or married, that's what God's called you to. Yeah. So uh, God's called me to be faithful. Right now I'm married, I'm called to be faithful. Yeah. 
if Tammy, God forbid, something happened to her, I'm called to be faithful and I'm yeah. called to live that out. My identity is not wrapped up in Tammy, mm-hmm. it's wrapped up in God. Amen. And so I must continue to walk in that path. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. pray for the grace of God, you know, and I I don't know, you know, Tammy's family um, genetically does not live as long as my family mm-hmm. does. So statistically speaking, at some point, you know, I think about, mm-hmm. you know, she's probably, you know, most women die or men die before, right. uh, their wives, but in my family, man, they, most of them make it to 90. You know, where her family's, you know, there's quite a few that die in their 40s, 50s, and 60s. Wow. So, um, yeah, and that's why I'm so so proud of her that she's so healthy and mm. she takes care of herself. Mm-hmm. And, and that's just so yeah. important because I want to have her as mm-hmm. long as, as yeah, we possibly yeah, really. can. And we're glad that you're going to be our pastor for another 50 years. Yeah. So, yes. Sandals well, Church, get ready. Yeah. It's going to be another good Yeah, yeah I don't, I don't think I'm going to be haul. preaching back then. I mean, my <laughs> hope is, my hope is, you know, and especially you, you know, young guys out there that, you know, the, the next pastor is already amongst us at Sandals Church and we're already pouring into him and preparing him to be our shepherd, to be our leader. Hmm. And I will gladly hand, you know, hmm. the reins over to him at, at the right time. Yeah. Mm. Excuse me. And that's my prayer. Sorry, guys, I've been sick and I've been taking, um, my wife is, you know, into essential oils. She's mm. been cramming me with oregano oil. <laughs> I literally- that really smells. I, my yeah. breath, sorry, my breath smells like no, spaghetti. Yeah. I don't smell you yeah. right yeah. now, well, but oregano smells. Well, I'm smelling it because I just, I just burped yeah, into no. the microphone and it was like, oregano. Well, see, oregano. Yeah. Oregano belongs on the pizza. It doesn't yeah. belong oh. in the microphone. Right now it's so, in yeah. my esophagus. That's where it is. <laughs> Pray against the spirit of oregano. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a well-loved man. She's yeah. like she's like anointing me with her witchcraft oil, you know? I, I just love what you said, though, just now of redirecting the conversation to what is the Lord calling me to do today? Mm-hmm. I had to confess, mm-hmm. and I think over the years, part of why I got so frustrated being single in my mid-20s and even over the last couple of years, it's been a journey away from that frustration, is really confessing to the Lord that I want to have the control of what's the answer now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Am I going to be single or am I going to get what I want? And I want to know and settle that issue today. Mm-hmm. And my question for people that are in that place of, I need to figure out what the answer is once and for all, is that what does that do to your daily obedience? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If the Lord said you're single for the rest of your life, you know, discussion over, how does that change your obedience today? Mm-hmm. The hope would be is that you obey today the same way you would be if he said, yep, it's single for the rest of your life or, yeah. you know, wait five more years and I have I have someone for mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. The, the hope and the promise of what Jesus is going to do through and in us um, man, it's part, it's a process of yeah. obedience every single day. I think that we would miss out on so much of the beauty of following the Lord if he just answered some of these things once and for all. Oh, yeah. And if we began to operate in this, well, he's just told me and that's what it is. You know, I love the idea that I don't know. Mm-hmm. And that's something I've had to grow into is loving the idea that God knows he sees around the corners that I don't see around. <laughs> And Ooh. he's there already and preparing me for that. Mm-hmm. So I love what you're saying because so many of us things we don't prepare for what God is calling, uh, for what he could be leading us into. And because we haven't prepared for it, we aren't ready to step into it when it comes that happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. I think the question of singleness is a self-focused question. The question of faithfulness is a God-focused question. And so mm-hmm. what we need to do is we need to ask God-centered and God-focused questions. Yeah. So Luke 9, uh, 23 says, if any man or woman would come after me, let him first deny himself or herself, pick up their cross and follow me. So, and I think that um, we need to make sure that we make room in our church for people who feel so called to do God's work that they don't have time for marriage hmm. and they don't have time for kids. You know, I think about, um, um, you know, our, our uh, family ministries leader here at the Hunter Park campus, you know, Janie Waybright. 
And, um, you know, Janie's been married now, I don't know, I think at least 10 years, somewhere around that, but she's chosen not to have kids. And what she's told me is her kids are Sandals kids. Mm -hmm. That's who God has called her to fully devote herself Mm -hmm. to and that all Sandals are her babies. Now think about that. and, and she yeah. loves our kids and my kids love Miss Janie. We still call her Miss Janie. She's married now, but we st- everyone yeah. still calls her Miss Janie. But that's just so important. And we need to honor that yeah. in mm-hmm. her life that she's chosen to love our kids and to solely devote her life to our children. Uh, and that's within the context of marriage. And we need, to, yeah. we need to celebrate that and honor that. And the same thing is true of singles for people that have devoted themselves and say, I just wanna serve God mm-hmm. and I don't want anything to derail that. And Paul says in 1 Corinthians 7 that marriage can negatively affect your mm-hmm. service for the kingdom. Yeah. So we got to be really, really careful that, you know, we, we don't get wrapped up in a relationship that unwraps us from our calling. Mm. And um, I preach that. Yeah. There's so a thank lot you. Of tweetable moments yeah. here. So, so, so really, really work through that, that you just r- really, really allow dating and marriage to become JV and let God remain varsity. That's good. Put, put God yeah. first. And so. You know, yeah. Matthew six thirty three is seek ye first the kingdom mm-hmm. of God and all these things that. will be added unto you. Yeah. And remember this single people, Jesus says, everyone who gives up a spouse or children or home or their life for my sake will be rewarded mm-hmm. a hundredfold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you got to remember that, that, that people who sacrifice greatly will be rewarded greatly. Mm-hmm. And here's one of the things that a lot of Christians don't understand. Heaven is not equal and neither is hell. Both are personal. Mm-hmm. Both are very, very personal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for some people, um, you know, good people, you know, that, um, that just for whatever reason rejected God, you know, their experience is not going to be the same as this individual who killed all those kids in mm-hmm. um, Florida this week. That, that individual, assuming that he is cognizant of, of what was going on, you know, right. if, he, if he's in his right mind, his hell will be very, very personal if he does mm-hmm. not repent and give his life to Christ. And, yeah. and even then, I think it's very, very difficult um, and a very, very rare mir- miracle for a, a true murderer to to repent and, and to come right. And so, um, so, so we, we got we got to be very, very careful. You know, we throw out the gospel like it's this easy thing. When Jesus says it's harder for uh, a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person mm-hmm. to inherit the kingdom of God, it's not easy to come to true repentance. Yeah. If it was, a lot of people would be Christians. Most mm-hmm. are not. And so, I think sometimes, in order to increase the scope of grace, we make it cheap. And we make it easy. So, um, and I think that makes us look dumb as Christians, you know? So uh, murder, especially killing of 17 innocent children is an extraordinary sin that would require an extraordinary act of repentance. Um, So I'm not saying that Jesus can't save you from that. I'm just saying that would be a very, very rare moment for that to genuinely happen. So it seems like to focus on the question, is God calling me to be single for the rest of my life or is he bringing me marriage? Instead of that question, be faithful today. Yeah. Focus on obedience today and trust that the Lord will take care of that. Well, Paul says, and again, you know, every single person, read every letter that he wrote. You know, there's 13 of them in the New Testament. Paul says, I've learned to be content in all things. And that's that's the good life. Contentment mm-hmm. in all things is the good life. Mm. Paul says, I've had a lot, I've had a little. I've been alone, I've been with friends. I've been shipwrecked, I've been beat. Like he, he has experienced the gamut of life and he's learned contentment in all things because mm-hmm. ultimately God's in charge. And what that means is it's going to be okay in the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's going to be okay. And so he trusted that process to the very end of being beheaded by a Roman officer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just like, 
Don't you think too, like, um, like God is not punishing the single because they're not good enough or not spiritual enough. He's giving mm. this to you in this moment and yeah. to be content with what he's given you. I feel like also contentment can exist with a desire for marriage. Mm-hmm. I think a yeah. lot of single yeah. people beat themselves up mm-hmm. um, because you're like, oh, I need to be content and not yeah. have any feelings or desires or hope for yeah. the future or anything. That's just not true. Mm-hmm. I think what you what you can do is live like, you know what, God, whatever you have for me today, I'm okay with mm-hmm. and I'm going to rest in that. Mm-hmm. But Lord, would you provide a husband for me? Yeah. Like, you know, mm-hmm. pray for it, Absolutely. hope for it. I think that's okay to, to you know, live I agree. I agree. I mean, you know, you go before the Lord and ask and say, God, this is what I really want. And this is, this is the desire of my heart. Um, but ultimately you need, if that's causing you to not live a happy life, then that, then it becomes sin. If it's derailing you from the good life today, you know, cause I think you have a great life. I think you have a vibrant have a great, life. Yeah, I think I both of you guys yeah, really good um, have a really, mm-hmm. really good life. And so I don't want your singleness to steal your joy. Yeah. So I, I want to make sure that, um, that, that you can have that. Cause again, there's a lot of married people that aren't happy. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and they thought marriage was going to do a lot of things that they mm-hmm. can't do. And here's the other thing that I would say is really, really focus on who you want to be so you can marry what you want. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times the person that you want is not going to be attracted to who you currently are. And that's mm. because you need to do some work. And, um, you know, if I were in the dating world today, the first thing that I would find most attractive is a girl who doesn't need me. Mm-hmm. That's t- strong, independent, yeah. uh, self-assured, and, and directed, she yeah. like she has purpose and she has life. Like um, she doesn't like she's not needy. Like mm. and I don't see that you know, mean that you can't have needs in the context of marriage, but just that inner strength mm-hmm. of of that woman. And I think that you know, I, I just think I just know what a spouse is. And yeah, it's really really fun to take care of somebody for like an hour, and then <laughs> you need them, and, to and then you need them to step up and, and own, their own weight, own their crap. You <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying? And so and I'm I, I'm just very, very blessed that my wife is a very, mm-hmm. very strong woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what's so funny is early on in our marriage, I would say that's the thing that drove me the most crazy about her was that she was so strong. But mm-hmm. I actually, it's what I appreciate the most mm-hmm. now that's is, awesome. you know, she's not going to be walked on. She's not going to be, I'm a strong opinionated mm-hmm. person. Yeah, she, mm-hmm. she can handle it. Lioness arise. I'm, wa- I'm watching all of these memories flash across your eyes yeah, when you say that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, the Proverbs 31 woman is no joke. No, she's I mean, no she joke. Works she works hard. The shops, yeah, yeah. She, totally. Yeah. She's yeah. no joke. Sometimes yeah. I'm like, okay, woo, girl. I don't know if I can. I think I'd be a little intimidated <laughs> yeah. if I met you. So. She, she has a business. Yeah, she does. Uh, she's selling the purple linens. And here's what I would say is don't be mad at God because you're single. Be mad at our culture. Our culture is Ooh. what has created this vastness of singleness. And so that's what's so funny. Everybody wants sexual freedom, but what it's really stolen is what we all really want, which is love and companionship. Mm. And so so everybody go your own way and do Mm -hmm. your own thing. And we're all miserable and alone hooking up with everybody. And and now nobody or very, very few people have what they really, really Mm -hmm. want is to be known, to be loved and have sexual intimacy within the context of the security of the relationship of your life. That's what we were made to experience, but we have a hookup culture. Mm -hmm. We have a sexually promiscuous culture. And so what that does is it destroys love. It yeah. tears it down. And so don't be mad at God because God gave us his word and said, don't live this way. Don't create this culture. And, um, you know, it's it's so funny. Our culture says that everything's about love, but the truth is it's all about sex. And because of that, it's killed love mm-hmm. mm. so for true. so many people. Well, and um, it's just, it's just mm-hmm. tragic. It's yeah. absolutely tragic. And so if you're single and you want to be married and that's breaking your heart, you're a casualty of culture, not of God. Mm. So, um, and that's just the reality. Young men today are not groomed and raised 
to want to be husbands, to want to take charge and want to be leaders of their family. Yeah. They're raised to play video games and live in their mom's basement until they're 45. Mm -hmm. That's what we produce. Mm -hmm. That's what our culture produces. And it's a problem. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a real, real problem. And so as a church, uh, we need to raise men to be leaders and to be strong. I think our culture does a great job in raising women to be strong and to be clear. Um, I think we do a great job as a culture of producing strong, amazing women. We do a lousy job at producing men. Mm. So, mm -hmm. you know, so. Yeah. All right, so, so we're gonna shift a little bit here. Uh, we had a non-social come in from a single mom who says, Pastor Matt, you said that the advantage that singles have is freedom with our time. I feel like this does not apply to me since I have to work full time and cannot do what I want with my toddlers. I'm in a small group and serve and I'm involved in church as much as I can. However, I still feel very lonely. Mm -hmm. Does God call single parents to stay single like the Apostle Paul? And how can the message about singleness apply to us? Yeah, wow. So there's Good three question. questions there. First is you feel like what I said doesn't apply to you. You're right. It does not apply to you. Uh, not everything I say applies to everyone. So you've always got to take what I say and put it in terms mm -hmm. of your condition. If you are single like Maria is, Maria is single, does not have two toddlers. You know, she doesn't have to juggle their schedule with her schedule and her work schedule. Mm -hmm. She has a little more time than married people who are juggling kids. True. You actually have less time than a married couple who's juggling mm -hmm. kids because it all falls on you. So to answer your question, no, what I said does not apply to you. Um, your attention literally has to go to the raising of those children. And that's really, really important. I'm grateful that you're in a group and you're already serving. And I would say that's enough. Stop, don't do yes. any more. <laughs> let, let some single people Grace. in our church yeah. step up and do what they yeah. need to do. Okay, what was the second part? Um, does God call single parents to stay single like the apostle Paul? I think the best gift that you can give your kids is being content with singleness. I think it's very, very dangerous, especially if you have little girls um, in your home, the most threatening person in a little girl's life is a non-biologically related male who has mm -hmm. intimate contact with them in a home, in a bedroom or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so men are very, very dangerous to children that are not biologically connected. Now that's not to say that there aren't loving, amazing, compassionate men who raise children that are not biologically their own in a way that honors God. Mm -hmm. They're just hard to find. So be very, very careful and you know, you, ha you have to be the chief protector of your children and just know dangerous men will prey on situations like you and yeah. take advantage of you because they see your need and your desire. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, that's why I would say don't date online, date in community, date people that we know that are in community groups, that are in confessions, that are talking about what's really going on because we wanna really know the person before we give them access to your kids. And so the best thing you can give your kids is a stable environment. And that means that men don't come in and out of their life. That's very, very dangerous. Mm -hmm. So um, focus on them, love them and trust God for that. You know, I spoke with a woman at our panel. Um, her husband left her with a couple of kids when they were little and she's remained single the entire time. And her kids were her focus. And I said, rightfully so. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Your kids need yeah. to come first in that situation. Mm, that's good. If God brings a miracle man or a miracle woman, that's great. Um, but you know, um, you know, even if, um, even if Tammy passed away, and my kids are almost grown, so my kids are twenty one, twenty, and fifteen. Let's say I started dating. If my kids, my adult kids, don't like this gal, she's gone. Yep, gone. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like I, the no most, Im, the can, most yeah. important thing to me is still my kids. Right, mm -hmm. they're my kids, and I, and I want to put them first. And um, you know, now if they're inappropriate or they're overly clingy or they're being unfair, that's fine. But the bottom line is. I would never want to interject something in my family that tore it apart. We've already been torn apart mm -hmm. through death or in your case, divorce or whatever else has happened. Why bring any more trauma mm -hmm. in the situation? And, and being, a, um, 
being a stepdad and a stepmom is difficult. It's very, very difficult and it's very, very hard. And so um, make sure that, you know, if you're dating somebody with kids, just know you're in for it. It is harder than if the kids are biologically yours. Um, so to just know you're, you're really stepping into something that's very, very difficult. Uh, sometimes it works out, but it's always difficult. Mm-hmm. Okay, last yeah. part of our question. Uh, and just, that was pretty much it. How does the message on being single but not alone apply okay. to us? Okay. Yeah. So right. I think you covered it. Yeah, yeah thank you. Great. So really in your message good. this weekend, you mentioned that the population of Samuel's church is 54% single. Right. So 54, the majority of our church actually is single. So David wrote in, said, if singles are such a large and important group in society and churches, why don't most churches, including Sandals, provide a minister specifically for singles like they do for married couples? Right. So all of our ministers are for you. That's what I would say, first of all. <laughs> and so I think that when we identify, this is just my thoughts and I'm. this is not inspired by God. These are just my thoughts. I think that when you identify singles in a singles ministry, you you are, you make a group that already feels weird feel more weird. Yep. And, of, and oftentimes, yeah. I think when you do that, <laughs> singles ministries become dis- dysfunctional, bizarre. Weird, Nobody wants to go dating. to them or participate. Yeah. It, no. it just becomes so a true. really, really weird mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. My vision for the singles <clears throat> in our church is that they would be full-fledged members and a part of our church. Mm-hmm. So why do we have marriage ministries? Because you're trying to juggle two egos in the context of an intimate relationship <laughs> and you need a referee. Singles don't need a referee because it's just you. You can fight <laughs> with yourself. Amen. When you're married, you need a referee and you need a third party to help yeah. you figure your crap out. Mm-hmm. That's so good. So, so that's mm-hmm. why is uh, marriage is hard. Yeah. It, it's, it's actually harder than singleness. Like I joke, you, what are you going to do, single people? Whatever you want to do, that's what you're going to do. Good, bad, or ugly, you're going to do what you're going to do. In married life, man, it is challenging. I mean, you know, my wife and I, like we, we've had arguments over, I want to one day move to Hawaii. I mean, who fights over that? We yeah. did, yeah. You know, uh, you know. I mean, it's just crazy the things that you can get into. So, so marriage needs specific attention and focus because literally most marriages don't make it today. Yeah. And so we need to have people that come along that mentor and help people. Um, and so this is what I would say: singles, we're going to have a specific ministry as you enter into a lifelong monogamous relationship that you have very little chance of succeeding at. We're going to minister to you, you in that season yeah. um, because the truth is you have no idea what you're getting into. Yeah. You know, no idea. It's difficult. I mean, how long have you been married? Uh, 10 months. 10 months, right? It's had some challenges. Just, oh, it's been challenging. Yeah. It's been great. <laughs> I love my husband yeah. very much, but we are two sinners. Yes. Who absolutely. also now have to be roommates. And yeah. it's all the, See, all the things. Blessings. Yeah. There's yeah. unique hardships in singleness too, especially prolonged singleness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's different because a, uh, a lot of people get married early on in the church and haven't lived that. And so there's a unique perspective there that I want to say to singles, just because there's not an identified like married single minister doesn't mean like there's 54% of us. Yeah. You know, yeah. you can talk to us. Like yeah. we can be in community, we can be serving on a team. Let's identify and be real about our struggle. Let's mm. point each other to Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're not alone. There there's so much for us here. We're here together. You know, you're not yeah. alone. And so. just like you've said before, I mean, you're isolating a group who already feels isolated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So taking and saying, now there's this other thing, go, go do that. And, and, and instead of driving us toward uh, participating in what's already built into community, whether it be in groups, 
We, we had around yeah. 50 people, I think, on Sunday night. Three new groups started. That's and amazing. 50 people signed up for groups. And that's yeah. exactly, I think, the response of, of mm-hmm. singleness. When you think about who, who's reaching out to us, it's it's the church. It's yeah. what's already been uh, created, and, and it's you and leading us and saying, this is how you you know, get ready for the future that God has for you and live the vibrant life right mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. So being a part of what's already, what, what, what group do I join? Any community yeah. group, yeah. that's yeah. the group you join. Our group is an awesome blend of, we have, I think, Three, four, three, three married couples, and then uh, five singles, and it's just a really awesome mm-hmm. opportunity mm-hmm. to to at all stages of life dialogue together and grow. That's what I need. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be with a bunch of other single people who are all maybe at even times upset with where they are in life, mm-hmm. or maybe disconnected in a different way. And mm-hmm. pers- you know, mm-hmm. I need to be with people that are pushing me and giving me a glimpse of the future that I hope for. Mm-hmm. Both community groups I have been a part of, I've been the only single adult. And I actually haven't it, hated it. Yeah. You know, I loved it. And I, I have to like share from my perspective so they understand how yeah. they can encourage me because mm-hmm. it's unique. But I've actually, I they're my friends. They're my community. They love me through what I'm going through. And they've done a good job with that. Married people can do a good job with that too. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to help them understand what's hurtful and what's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um I mean, I'm in a group with only married women, and they're like my besties. They all showed up to the panel to support me. They sat in the front row. They cheered for me. I loved it. Yeah. 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 And even just single, you know, I would say to even single friends listening, you have a unique opportunity by your faithfulness to the Lord and pursuing Him to even challenge married people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, Amen. we're talking in our group <laughs> last night, and just even I'm just like thankful to the Lord that I can be in a season of devoting my attention to Jesus in a way that would lead a married couple to go, I want to follow the Lord like that. Mm-hmm. I want to be in the Word. I want, and, and mm-hmm. they start to see, and it's you're a gift, Maria, wow, to your thanks. groups, right? <laughs> well, yeah, and I remember specifically when Stephanie was single, um, she was in relationship with some pretty. Uh, crabby wives, yes. and 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 you Stephanie. Chose the best words. Yeah, for Stephanie that, yeah. challenged the crap out of these women. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, here they are griping and complaining about what she's longing for and praying for. Wow. Mm-hmm. Like you, God has given you, and no, he's not perfect, Same. but no, guys. And so, singles have an opportunity <laughs> to really just kind of just yeah. challenge married people. Like, look, shut yeah. up. <laughs> uh, you know, um, you know, and. Um, you know, and Stephanie just said, God help me if I'm ever that woman that is oh, not mm. grateful for the the blessing that God has given me. And I said, I will remind you. <laughs> yeah. I will, take, I will take that task on and I will challenge mm-hmm. you. The Google uh, because the reality is it's really easy in married life to become critical and overly focused of mm-hmm. the weaknesses of your partner. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, most single people, I think, if they had the choice, would be married if, if it was healthy and right and whatever. Not all, but most. And so we need you in our lives to say, hey, look, I would love to have that yeah. problem. Mm-hmm. Can you shut yeah. up now? You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, remember, it's like, you wanted it's like rich too, people complaining about all their money. Right. Oh, oh you know, yeah. so much. Man, I was juggling yeah. my six bank accounts today. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, rich yeah. guy, shut up. Yeah. yeah, those are some of the most like, yeah, heartbreaking <laughs> times I had where just sitting listening to women complaining and thinking like, I, but that's like, I want that. Like, and you chose that, like you wanted this too. And so I think it's been really helpful to like encourage gratitude in the married people mm-hmm. yeah, in yeah. my life. And now like for me too, to look, remember those times and remember that and like still be in a relationship with single friends and realize like, oh, I am really grateful. Like I am yeah. so, so, so grateful. Mm-hmm. Like I think I have a unique amount of gratitude for my husband, the opportunity to be married. Yeah. And what I love too, Pastor Matt, what you said, I remember at our, the end of our wedding is probably the thing I'll remember most is that you said like, you're choosing this. No one is making you mm-hmm. do this. And I think that's been a really helpful thing to remember and like even remind like married friends who get cranky or even like single people who are like, no, I really, really want this. I'm like you're choosing this. Like, yeah. yeah. So when you talked about like, yeah, we need a marriage ministry because 
we're trying to force, you know, people to like stick out with their commitment. Like that's a unique thing that you've yeah. chosen to do that no one forced you to, I would say in America, most of the time, no yeah. one's forced you to get married yeah. Yeah. to who you're married to. And so walking through that singleness and re- remembering we all chose this, like yeah, this right. is what we chose to do. So when I'm frustrated in my marriage or whatever, like this is what I chose. And so I've chosen this harder path of, well, this version of a hard path, I would say both are hard. Yeah. Um, Both have unique challenges. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and I would love to, Maria, you and I have talked about this a lot, mm-hmm. that sometimes you can get some really well-meaning, but really hurtful advice from married folks. <laughs> what, what are some ways that you've maybe learned to express yeah. how your experience is to married folks that might help some of our married listeners? Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's such a good question. I've, I've come a long way in this. Um, and I always want grace to be my first go-to, you know, cause I know people are well-intentioned sometimes. like Some people are well-intentioned. Yeah, some people are just r- rude and clueless. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, every time, like almost every time I share something about being single, I'm met with, or even just people see me and they're like, oh, you're single. So they give me advice, unsolicited advice. Oh, <laughs> and I feel like that's one of the things that's the most frustrating. I mean, I, I get advice about singleness every single day I, and I'm not exaggerating. Um, so first of all, I need to respond graciously. But um, second, second of all, I think... Remember that the single people in your life, um, when when they share with you or do you know share open themselves up of what they're struggling with, um, even Pastor Dan Crowley has taught us how to listen and attend. You don't meet with advice right away. You don't fix it. You don't answer it. Just be with them. Mm-hmm. You know, just hear them. Um, I just had a conversation that was really frustrating with a dear friend. They're like, "Well, what are you doing about it? What are you doing about your singleness?" I hear that all the time. Are you putting yourself out there? I'm like, look. I live a social life. <laughs> I have a lot of friends. I am working. I'm in the church. I go out on the weekends. You are not like, an ostrich. You know no. what I mean? Like I'm, I'm putting myself yeah. out there. You know I'm, what an ostrich does, right? Uh, the hiding, yeah, hey, yeah, that's no, not you. There yeah. are people who are like that, sure, but like, just just because I'm single doesn't mean I'm doing something wrong. So if married people could could fix their um, perspective on that to think, mm. um, hey, Maria, what 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 is your experience like? Just ask me, how are you yeah. doing with that? You know, instead of, you know, are you, are you, are you, are you on eHarmony? Have you tried it? Yes, I've tried it. I hated it. I met this guy, mm. dated. I remember a bunch of people telling me, we're really surprised at how like uh, balanced you are as you're dating this guy. And I'm like, okay, like, because I've been waiting so long, I think, I think people think I'm like, crazy. Ah! you know, but no, you can be cool. Um, be chill. Yeah, you can be chill. But I think unsolicited advice is some of the most hurtful things. And then just honestly and graciously communicating. Sometimes this is hard when you say that. I've even had to say that to my parents. Mm. You know, like people for 15 years since I was in college and after, oh, you got time. Well, then they stop saying that to me because that's not true anymore. Mm. You know, like what do we meet people with? We meet people with the truth. Like, you know, I'm so sorry you want a boyfriend, every one of your friends is getting married. You're amazing. Mm-hmm. You're beautiful. God has a plan for you. Yeah. Let's let's work through our life right now together instead of you got time or, oh, there's a good yeah. guy coming your way. Yeah. Or, when you, you know, stop the, just all these it. little like, yeah. wh- what do you call them? Like prescriptions for yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Just give the truth. And that's always like mm-hmm. sustaining, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, do you have anything? Yeah. No, I think that's great. I was even going to say on, on the other side of that, married people can continue to tell us the truth. Uh, sometimes when people say, well, you know, what's, why are you so worried about marriage? I'm like, cause I've been listening to you talk about it <laughs> and the way that it sounds is not uh, making me be, feel very excited. Scary. So in, in one way, I want you to be honest and, and I, I want to learn from what you experience. So mm-hmm. if we're going to have a dialogue about, well, how am I, help me get prepared then? Mm-hmm. Cause I want to be ready to say yes. And I've told you, like, I haven't, I haven't done a good job in my life of preparing up to this point. Right. 
but I want to prepare now mm -hmm. because I want to be obedient and faithful to the Lord. Mm -hmm. So married couples can, you know, when we dialogue, t tell me how it's really going. Mm -hmm. Tell me the what you wish you yeah. would have looked for and done differently because I'm not miserable in that I'm single, but I could be miserable if I make the wrong choice in marriage. Right. Mm -hmm. And so continue to share with us truth. Mm -hmm. Tell us how it actually is. My parents had an amazing marriage from what I could see. As far as I know, that's that's has integrity and is genuine. And so that was part of what led to me idolizing marriage mm -hmm. is I saw what they had and I thought if I only had that, everything would be okay. Mm -hmm. And so again, hearing you, Pastor Matt, talk, hearing Dan Zambardi, hearing uh, Dan Crowley and others share about the hardship, even in your in the 10 months stuff that you've met and you've been yeah. honest, that's helpful. It's helpful to hear the truth mm -hmm. because the truth, as you've said, yeah. is what sets us free. The truth is what helps us to be ready. Mm -hmm. The truth is, is ultimately what we wanna build that relationship on in the future. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's not just, well, what's wrong? Well, let's help you get here, meet this. Mm -hmm. No, tell me the truth. I wanna see why it's hard. And then that will let me make a better decision yeah. and we move forward. And I would say sharing the truth about the good and the bad. Cause I think like, Especially yes. when I think when people would talk to me when I was single, it was like, oh, well, marriage is really hard. Like, you should be thankful for being single. Mm -hmm. You know, like, marriage you don't have to deal with all these things. It's cracked up to be, yeah. you know. Um, but <laughs> it's also really great to hear the good things. And my goal, my Absolutely. hope is that I can share, like, that marriage is really awesome. Like, yes. I really love, like, getting to live with my best friend. Like, it's really cool. Yeah. Um, and I remember even people will do that with parenting and children. Like, the number of people that are like, oh, having kids is a literal worse than. So when Tyler and I started talking about having kids, I'm like, no, like, have you heard what people say about <laughs> yeah. having kids? Did have you, you heard how our said? life is going to be a living hell for the next? Five to 18 right. years. Look at the bags <laughs> under like, their eyes. There are also good things about having kids. Like people keep doing it. They're probably not the worst things in the world. <laughs> yeah. Um, but again, like sharing the good and the bad. Because otherwise then you could walk into marriage thinking like, okay, like when's the other shoe going to drop? When's this going to mm. get terrible? Yeah. Um, and not walking in with just like, it's either going to be super awesome and solving my problems or it's probably going to be terrible because everyone I know has told me that marriage is really hard and I probably made a huge like mistake doing this. Mm. Like share the good and the bad, yeah. I would say. Ooh. Here's here's why I think you need community. So I think so the, the 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 wisdom that Maria just dropped on us is unsolicited advice. Mm. Don't give it. <laughs> Don't give it. However, if you are single, I think you need to solicit advice from people totally. that you love and trust. Yeah. Absolutely. So you need to get community, and you need to say, you know, we had a single gal in our church that was single till she's about forty, and I had been in a small group with her, I think, two or three times. And I just remember she was in her mid thirties, and it was one one week after small group, she just said what is wrong with me that no one will tell me? Mm. She said, what am I doing that no one will tell me? And um, I just said, I love you. I appreciate you. Here's how I receive you. Mm. That's good. And part of her challenge was in the way that she came across, it was cutting and unloving. And I think it was some defense mechanisms that she had built up over time. Mm. But what it was really doing was repelling what she really wanted, which was a husband. And I said, here as a man is how I receive you. And I, I would really encourage you. And so she went to a counselor, she cried. She left our house wow. crying. Yeah, uh, I love you, you know, you're, you're beautiful. You're a daughter of God, you're my friend. Like, but she came to me and she said, what, you know, uh, versus I remember one time at church out in the lobby, a woman came up to me and she says, what, what's men's problem? And, <laughs> and you spoke to this like being gracious towards men and not slaughtering them all yeah. with one phrase. And, and I just said, maybe okay. it's your approach. <laughs> you know, I mean, the way she was so offensive and so yeah. just, you know, so, so just say, you know, we all need softening. All of us, mm -hmm. all of us were, are not a finished work of God. And so this gal went to counseling and she worked through the issues mm -hmm. that I challenged her with. And it was really just one major thing. She got married that year. Wow. She got married. I did the wedding. That's amazing. So, um, and it wasn't Stephanie. It was not me. It was not you. So, 
there are some <laughs> things that were that you know, um, like for guys, single guys, a lot of the things I see is you're, you're immature, your your finances are not together, and you don't have a career. Mm-hmm. Like that is not what a woman <laughs> is looking for. Over That's three. great. You play Galaga. That's great. <laughs> But yeah, it's a video true. game for me. No, sorry. Like, so, you know, no. it, okay, first yeah. person shooter game. Sorry. Yeah, I just dated okay. myself. Um, th- but that's not what a woman is looking for. You need to be mm-hmm. settled and safe and secure and have your ducks in a row. I mean, if you're a disaster, like financially, job wise, um, you know, men, you have to learn that every time you get ticked off at work, you can't quit. That's not mm-hmm. a good trade. Totally. You know, you've got to show that you're stable and secure. And those things, it's very frightening to a woman to give herself sexually to you and then she can have kids with you and you're like, I'm out. Like that's yeah. not a, you know, they need a safe, secure leader, somebody mm-hmm. that's going to be around. And and I think that that's really, really important. And a lot of guys, you know, quit pumping weights and and and, and start being consistent with life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Um, that's so good. I feel like the um, there's so much good in that, like to, to unpack. But I also want um, my single sisters and brothers to know that, you are not, um, people always say this to, to, to me or behind people's backs about like, oh, she's single because she needs to do this or this mm. and that. That's I, called I, gossip. Yeah, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I need people to tell me the truth because I'm broken, I'm a sinner, and mm-hmm. I need community so I can grow and honor God with what I am. What if people, you know, people rebuke me a lot. Praise God. Really? Uh, yes. Oh. Um, so, wow. I thought it was yes. just me. <laughs> oh, no. The, yeah. I'm actually, I don't think I've been rebuked by you yet. You probably in the future will, you know. The episode's so. not over. But, uh, time, yeah, so. totally. But what, what, what happens in that is oftentimes we think, oh, well, I need to get better so that God will reward me mm. with a husband. And, no, and, and yeah. what if he doesn't? You know, what yeah. if he doesn't? I'm still being sanctified. You know, a lot of people say, oh, marriage is for your sanctification. So true. So is your singleness. Amen. Mm. You're not missing out on sanctification. <laughs> I have lived in community. I've had to deal with roommates mm-hmm. uh, multiple times, learning how I am received, learning how she had they one really great me. roommate though. Steph and I used to room together. We're, <laughs> we're still great friends. And yeah. anyway, but um, yeah, there's so much uh, to work on there. And I, I think the danger is a lot of single people feel like, oh, it's probably because I'm not spiritual enough. Cause everyone tells you, everyone mm-hmm. tells you, you know, you need to be content. And that's that's the day that he'll yeah. come along. And it's like this weird, like, like bait and like, weird. oh, you just need to do this, yeah. and then you'll trick God into oh, giving you a husband. Right. Like, You've unlocked the level of, <laughs> yeah. of contentment that yeah. spiritual rewards will it, come. It's just seriously super how it's weird. It's so odd. Married people yeah, are clearly you too. don't have to be perfect to be married. Look at married people, <laughs> <laughs> right? Okay, if you want an point. example, look at me. Yeah. No, Maria, that's such a yeah. good that's such a good point. And even the thought that you know part of uh, uh, you know asking people to reflect on really what's going on with you right. and really being open to that feedback. Man, it's such a great, it's such a better conversation when you invite that. I just think about like, what if this week, everybody listening to the debrief, everybody who comes weekend services, ask one person, hmm. what, what, what do I need to hear that no one's telling me? I mean, I just imagine what what could happen in the life of our yeah. church as people just begin to actually Marriages, look. Yeah, I mean, like, Tim, yeah, Tim, you hang out with me a lot. And so is Stephanie. I don't give a lot of advice. I answer questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't give totally. advice. It's true. Yeah. I, yeah. So yeah. So if you're that little advice giver out there, just shut yeah. up. I well, mean, and, and what you because, do is- because it, it's it's literally a waste of time. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I. Yeah, because unless you're being asked for it, yeah. they're probably not listening yeah. to you. But what you no. do, I think that's great, and I see you do so often, Pastor Matt, is you observe and then say what you see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that again is just mm-hmm. helping all of us to understand whether you're single or married. 
I can now identify and begin to move forward toward healing as long as I'm able to call it out and yeah. see what it is. And so uh, just being able to ask that question, whether you, whether we are single or married and being single, we do have a lot of opportunity to, to hear that feedback. And again, become sanctified in the, mm-hmm. in the responses that people would share. So mm-hmm. that's great. Okay, guys, it's a moment I think many folks listening to this episode are waiting for. We are shifting the to the conversation oh. on dating. So we have a oh. bunch of questions. We're going to try to work through real quick. Um, this nice. first one comes in from Courtney. Um, and I hear you, Courtney. Uh, so it says, <laughs> oh. dating in your 30s is difficult, especially if you don't have a large community of eligible bachelors. And I desire a man to lead me based on his faith. Should I be dating someone who's the same maturity level in their faith as I am? Or is that something God will take care of in time? Yeah, I strongly encourage you to find someone who's at least as mature as you. And so here's the challenge as a Christian woman. Um, The Bible challenges uh, married women to submit and follow to their wives. So this is what I tell women all the time. Don't date a guy you couldn't follow. Just don't Mm -hmm. do it. Because a lot of women who are very, very strong in their leadership gifts and their strengths, they date a man that cannot compete. And it creates real problems in the marriage when the woman is so much mm-hmm. stronger and so much more gifted. So um, mm-hmm. that, that, that's just my encouragement to you is, you know, we're, we're, not, we're all equal in God's eyes, but we're not all equally gifted. So find somebody that's giftedness is suitable to you. Um, and if you're a super strong woman, that's gonna be really challenging. So what I would do is, okay, so, um, you know, cause like my wife's a super strong woman. So she, what she's had to do is, what are some areas that I can submit and follow Matt in? Hmm. Because, she, you know, she doesn't like, she's the expert in so many things in our marriage. Like, um, I, I feel like we submit and follow her instinct on when we need to have conversations and when we need to challenge and, and, and a lot of things that I think typically moms and women just are better at. And I, I just defer. I'm like, man, that's your gift. Um, you know, God's put me in charge, but I don't make every decision. I'm like, mm-hmm. man, I, I'm going to trust you on that. You're a mom. Um, I, you're my wife. You, you, she has different senses and gifts. And so I constantly am deferring to her. So as a strong woman, you know, is there, is, can I, can I follow this guy in anything? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if it's no, <laughs> get out. I mean, d- mm-hmm. d- don't do it. Um, so try to find a guy um, and, and don't marry potential, marry the person. Oh. So, yeah, that's um, so good. You know, uh, you have I'm pretty sure. That? I'm pretty sure the devil had potential. <laughs> oh, right? wait a minute. Oh, okay. Yes, wait a minute. You know, right. um, preach. So don't don't, don't marry, marry potential, potential. Marry the person. So good. Um, the other thing I would say is every person's a package. My wife hates when I say that because she thinks I mean it sexually. That's not what I mean. I mean every every person <laughs> is every, not. Yes, it is a not, I didn't say every person has. See, because that would be <laughs> every person that would, is. It's a different show. That's so so what that means is it's a different debrief. I'm a package deal. Like, like if you love my preaching on Sundays and the weekends, I'm not, that's not all that I am. There's like some other problems out there. So I'm a package deal. Tammy gets all of me. And so I, that's what mm-hmm. I kept telling Stephanie when she was, you know, look, you, you get all of who Tyler is. Tyler mm-hmm. is a package deal. He, it comes with the good, the bad, and the mm-hmm. ugly. And, and in marriage, you're committing to love all of that. So make sure you understand the package and somebody's honest about it, mm-hmm. you know, um, mm-hmm. You know, talk about things, um, you know, things that have happened before, encounters. Um, you know, nowadays your health is on the line. If they've had a bunch of sexual encounters, potentially they could have a disease that kills you. So make sure that you're, you're talking about that. So mm. know um, you have your own issues too. Yeah. Your yeah. brain, be aware. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, and that's why I think roommates are so important. Um, you know, if you're a single person, I would really encourage you to constantly be living with someone. And I know that's not always the best but to have roommates because what roommates help you do is realize yep. where you need work. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and, you know, I, 
whoever seeks isolation seeks his own desires. Mm-hmm. That's what Proverbs says. And so make sure that you are you know, intimately connected. What that means is in your home, in your apartment, yeah. don't be alone. You say, well, people bug me. Yeah, and you're a people. Mm-hmm. You're one. Amen. And so that that's, you know, <laughs> right. I think roommates are good practice for marriage yeah. because it constantly reminds you of the things that you need to work on and do mm-hmm. because a, a, a lot of marriage is being roommates. Mm-hmm. I hate to tell you single people, there's a lot more roommate time than there is sex time. That's just the reality. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. So you've got to learn to be a good roommate. Um, and I'm even having to challenging my kids on this. I'm like, okay, you're 21 now, you're a roommate. You're not my kid right. mm-hmm. and you're a bad roommate. <laughs> so I need you to yeah. help out with these things. Right. You know, there's something I just thought of when you were saying that as a single, having a ton of roommates, uh, you might identify with this too. I think we talked about it a lot, but don't expect your roommates to be your covenant relationship either. Mm-hmm. Have like healthy expectations mm. for your roommates. Okay. They're just your roommates. They're there as you know, sisters in Christ, brothers in Christ. Yeah. Um, because I think there's a lot of uh, like, well, why don't you want to do everything together? And why don't you do, you know, like, no. <laughs> it's because you're asking like yeah, that. That's I, why. <laughs> we're, we're living our lives. Let's like edify each other and sharpen mm. each other, but we're not in a covenant relationship. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think that gets tricky. Yeah. I don't know if that makes oh, any good. sense. But. Yeah, that was really good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think too, like just walking in like, Yes, God is going to grow both of you over the course of a relationship, but you need to have a good place to start from. Like, I think the number one thing I learned in dating was, oh my, there's so much to figure out in dating. We don't need to also figure out if you're going to grow in Christ more than you are right now. Like I needed to know, like I had to learn to trust Tyler. Mm. And so I had to learn to trust the Tyler who was already following God and learn to trust that person. But trying to learn to be in a relationship with a person who's also still learning about their faith and learning to grow is that's too much to Dating's hard enough. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't also be dating and watching to see if they're they're actually a Christian or not. I was dating this guy two years ago, and we dated for five months. And the one prayer I felt like the Lord was leading me to pray this and to realize I just I just wanted to see him be convicted. Mm. I mm. wanted to see him walk through something like that, and mm-hmm. I never did. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think there was anything, you know wrong with him necessarily, but I was like, Lord, I just don't see like someone who is living a confessional life. Like there's mm-hmm. nothing there. And I feel like that's something to look for. Oh, like yeah. no one's perfect. Mm-hmm. But if they say, you know what? I'm sorry. I probably didn't react right on that. Mm-hmm. Like, whoa, mm-hmm. that's a huge deal mm-hmm. that they did that. Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah. a respectable oh, yeah. thing. Um, anyway. Yeah. A person who can't admit they're wrong doesn't know how to live right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Boom. Oh, so we, both, we both went for <laughs> it. No, I, I think, I think Maria, you know, your wisdom just comes out there is that, oh, yeah. You know, we can never live the good life unless we can accept and admit the bad things we've done in our life. Yeah. And so you just you just have to be able to do that. And um, again, I say it all the time, Christians should be the best apologizers in the world. We live under mm. conviction constantly. God is showing me every day, that's not right. Don't do that. Um, mm. you, know, um, I, you know, I got convicted about something just yesterday. I was literally getting my son to juice it up and I was scrolling through um, uh, Olympic news. And literally there was an article, woman's top comes off during performance. And I literally, my thumb literally was going to click on the article. And I, I just instantly in juice it up. was like, that's not for you. Mm. Like, I don't even need to read about that. There's nothing like, why do I care? But I was instantly convicted and I, and I didn't read it. And so, you know, yeah. I, I didn't. So I just, I just scrolled on, but I instantaneously was like, that's not for you. Yeah. That that's, that's not something that you need to explore. I'm literally on you know, ESPN, Pyeongchang news, that's what I'm <laughs> scrolling Chang. through. And that's the yes. world that we live in. And, um, you know, but there was a part of me that instantly thought, oh, I, I want to see that article. Yeah, yeah, that's just, no, I've, I've walked that path. 
I'm not going back. So, yeah. Yeah. so I think it's important, you know, and again, a great partner for marriage is someone who can say, I'm sorry, I was mm. wrong. Yeah. A really, really bad partner is someone who says, you know, I would never do that. Yes, yeah. you, we're all freaking sinners. <laughs> Come on. That's so true. Yeah. When someone says, you know, I would never do that, you know, they're lying. Mm. Yeah. Come on. We you gotta all, trust me. Yeah, yeah dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to get back a little bit to that whole concept of, you know, especially more for, I think for women looking for someone, looking for someone, a spiritual leader. I think that's the term that gets thrown around all the yeah. time for girls looking for someone to date is, you know, find someone <laughs> who's a spiritual leader. But what does spiritual leadership look like in a dating relationship? Like what levels should we be looking for? Yeah. Um, I, I think just for, I think a strong guy who knows who he is in Christ, that, that's all it means. Um, they need to be sure of themselves uh, and they, they, need, they need to have a level, level of confidence, but not arrogance. Mm. And so that's what I think it means. So you want confidence in a guy, but you don't want him to be arrogant. And I, and I think that's a very, very subtle thing. Um, you know, I'm confident, I'm a confident guy, but I, I, I don't wanna be arrogant. And so I think that's what we need to all strive for. And that's what spiritual leadership is. Jesus knew who he was, but he wasn't running around, you know, dominating everybody and he could have. Mm. Yeah. And so, so you wanna look for confidence, but not arrogance. And so I think that's the number one thing. And I think it's okay for a guy to be growing and a guy to be learning about God, but look at his appetite. What is he hungry for? Is he hungry for the word? Is he hungry for something else? Look at his passions. And so, um, you know, look for a guy who spends time alone in God's word. That's, I think that's huge because that's where wisdom comes from. Wisdom doesn't, you can't microwave wisdom. Wisdom comes by spending time in God's word over time. Yep. That's literally, you know, the book of Proverbs is the book of wisdom. Like if they haven't ever read that, there's a sign. Hmm. Like read that book, yeah. um, study that book. Uh, it, it's a way to learn, it's a way to grow. And so anytime I, I can grow in that way. So that's what I would look for. Um, and, uh, you know, again, I think lower the level of, you know, attractiveness needs to not be nearly as important. And so I would say this about Tammy and I, what drew me to her at first was attraction. I'm still attracted to my wife, but what's grown is appreciation. I appreciate all mm. of her gifts and strengths and talents yeah. and who she is. And I'm so thankful for the person that she is. And so um, just really, really look for a really good person, mm. not a perfect person, but a really, really good person who wants to do what's right. Man, I think that that's really, really important. And, and just so you know, that's leadership. Deciding to do what, what's right is self-leadership. Yeah. Mm. And that's what we're called to do, so. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right, good. Uh, nice little practical question here. Came in oh. uh, anonymously, so I don't know if it's practical. a guy or a girl, but they want to know, should men still be the ones to pursue in a romantic relationship? <laughs> I know way too many guys who say they, quote, just aren't that type of guy and are waiting for a girl to make the first move. <laughs> Gentlemen. Yeah, I, I think it's really, really hard to be a man in today's world. I, I think women throw very, very confusing signs. Um, on the one hand, everything masculine in our culture is just trampled upon. Um, anything that's male um, is, mm. you know, just really, really, I think, torn down. But I think a lot of women really want a strong man to initiate. Amen. And be strong. And so I think, I, I, I I think that dating is confusing enough. Culturally, we've just thrown a curveball at men. Like, yeah. mm -hmm. do this, but don't do this. But, you know, I, oh, I mean, so uh, um, I mean, nowadays, you know, guys can, can be, it can be assumed that, you know, they're, uh, you know, especially at work, like, you know, you don't want to be, uh, uh, fall under sexual harassment sure. or something, you know, so you, you, mm. you I think guys are yeah. so scared to death. 
here's the tragedy. Good guys are scared to death. Bad guys are going to do what they're going to do. Right. Mm. Those guys. Those guys. <laughs> they're not rattled. They're not rattled. Yeah. They're not rattled. They're, they're, they're not dirt bags. So, but, yeah. but good guys are scared to death because they, you right. don't want to. And, and um, here's, here's what I would encourage you to do is just start hanging out and being friends. Yes. And um, um, I think it's okay, uh, you know, if Murray and I were both single, to hang out, have fun. And and for me to say, Murray, I really like you. Um, could you ever see uh, us mm, dating? Mm-hmm. Is that something that you could see? Because I, I would I would be open to pursuing that. And if she's like, well, you know, I, I kind of like us, you know, give people a safe out. Yes. Right. That be way normal. it's not so awkward good. and weird. Yes, hey, so be good. normal. Thank you. Yes. Just, yeah. just be normal. Don't be like, Murray, I feel like God has spoken mm. to me <laughs> and the Lord hath said, weird. thou doth needeth to be thy yes. wife. You know, that's just weird. I needeth to leave. Yes, I needeth to pursue another church. Um, <laughs> but just, you know, and again, try to hang out in groups um, and, and all, you know, always include people and, um, you know, especially single people, hang out with singles that are affirmative of you getting some attention and dating because singles can sometimes block and yes. tackle and knock people out of your way. Um, so you want to have friends that celebrate, <laughs> you know, if somebody's in the Maria, you know, you don't, you know, or, or, or you, my brother, you don't yeah. want somebody that's like, no, look at me. I have to get all the attention. <laughs> right. So, um, so, so that's what I would say. But I, I right. think that hmm. somebody needs to make the move. Just do it in a non-weird, aggressive mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Just say, yeah. I, you know, I really like you. I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, I really think you're awesome. The word attractive yes. doesn't have to mean like stalking. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, I think so, saying so, something's attractive about someone is just saying, you think that there's some really likable things about that yeah. person. Who doesn't want to hear that? Yes. Right. Yeah. I feel like you could go, I, I'm an advocate for dating, but a- appropriate dating with boundaries, right? Like, I feel like so many people step into like, oh, we're going out on a date. Oh, we must be in a I relationship now. I need to marry them. Like, yeah. what are your intentions? Like, girls mm-hmm. ask that on like, simmer down. Yeah, yeah. simmer. Like, That's good. Yeah. His intentions are to have coffee with you. Talk about your favorite colors and what like, you did that week. Like, I started to sweat just your, hearing you yeah. say that phrase. Like, <laughs> like I was like, oh, we're in a detail. I blacked down. out for a second. Go miniature like, oh. golfing, you know, like, Yeah, who doesn't love miniature golf? And then... At the end of it, if if they like, I'd love to do this again, and you're into it, say yeah, let's do it. Yeah, or, let's hang out some more. Or, or full you don't grace have to. to to go date someone else the next night or the next weekend. Like, yeah, long as you're not making mm. out, like doing you know weird okay. like intimate you know conversations, yeah, promising like, a future yeah. to them. Yeah, like, just like just. But I, I wish people would date more, even friends. Like yeah. hey, like sometimes like uh, I notice guys uh, being a girl. You know, just because we're single doesn't mean we're on the prowl or like everyone. Mm-hmm. So I just want to put minute. that out there. Mm. Um, so I, I know that, that a lot of guys, and I want to give them grace because it's hard because a lot of girls are led on by them, so they don't want to do that. So mm-hmm. I've even had to say to guys that I'm not interested in, I think they're kind of backing away from mm. me in that way. I'm, hey, can we just be friends? Like, I don't, I don't, I'm not looking to date, I'm not you, looking yeah. to date you or anything. That actually happened with my good friends on the worship team. And now we're like, he's a, a really special friend to me and he's starting to date someone and I'm supporting him in that. And it's just a blessing, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, you can be natural and, yeah. and, you know, normal. Yeah. <laughs> and there's really no risk, I think, in being direct. Like that worked out for Tyler. Like he would just like, just ask me like, hey, like I love to take advantage of like one of your Friday nights that you have off sometime. He's like, and then he clarified, like, so I could take you out. And I would like to, get to take each full other. advantage of your Friday uh, Tyler. And I had like a point in dating where I was like, why don't, I, why don't I just say yes? People ask me out. What is one date going to hurt? Like, yeah. hmm. this guy seems normal. He seems like not a crazy person. Mm-hmm. One hour of my life, not going to be terrible. Like, <laughs> I remember yeah. when he emailed you, I was like, oh my gosh, Stephanie, lay your vibes down. Email him. Like, like ask him to volunteer. So st- but yeah, like we were friendly and then he just directly asked me out and I wasn't like, oh my gosh, what's this guy doing? I was like, oh, mm. yeah, why not? What's the worst that could happen? We have yeah. an awkward dinner and then we never see each other again. 
or we get married and having a kid. That's fine well, too. And those so, are the two outcomes. Yeah. Yeah. What's the worst you that got happen dinner to me either way. Yeah. So. I love what you said about being happy for other people. Yeah. Um, you miss out on so much joy as a single person if you walk through the marriages of your friends mm-hmm. um, in mourning, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, like watching Stephanie go through her dating, like be in the office and like, oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> we're like, he is a poet and a construction worker. There, there is, is a God. God. Know, <laughs> like, it was so, like, this is he so exciting. You know? yeah. It was his the Lord is such good to good those who wait Yes, on Lord. So. I just remember at your wedding, like, mm-hmm. just really thanking God, you mm-hmm. know? And like, that was an experience for me of joy instead mm-hmm. of disappointment. Um, and that can be a thing for a lot of single women. Oh, Don't yeah. forget to celebrate and just enjoy it mm-hmm. for other people too. Yeah, and I, I would even just say like, I, cause I, and I didn't walk with you as long as like Pastor Matt and even Maria, but like Stephanie knowing, cause you did share your story, oh, your story yeah. very publicly, right? Yeah, the, maybe I'll know. throw it in the show notes, maybe I will. Maybe, maybe yeah. she will, we'll see. But, <laughs> but that time, and, and maybe I'll use a word that's strong, but like the, the suffering of like, this is hard and I don't like this of the years mm-hmm. of being single. I, I was worshiping the Lord and thanking him for Amen. what he provided in your life at your mm-hmm. wedding. Thanks. And it was sweeter for those that were able to have walked that hard journey yeah, true, with yeah. you. Like the Lord got more glory mm-hmm. through the hardship of that. I cried, I cried when, you she, when she came out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like I the remember. dad. <laughs> But just, I literally was like, Ooh. it was so beautiful. <laughs> to not miss that we're all we're all now celebrating mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. because yeah. of because of what seemed like mm. is this a waste? Mm. Yeah. Is this too hard? Is it ever gonna be? And now we're all in a yeah. place of more adoration toward God for what He's given. Mm. Like yeah. that's powerful. Mm-hmm. Amen. And that's that that redeems yeah. and makes it all worth it. Yeah. So. It's a fun thing to celebrate. There's not now less available out there mm-hmm. for exactly. other single girls. Yeah. Which At I think our marriages, can... there's going to be a lot of praise. Oh, Amen. it's going to be a party. Amen. I'm looking forward to that. So. <laughs> yes, yes, Lord. <laughs> okay, we're going to work through these a little quicker now. So you've brought this up a couple of times, Pastor Matt, so we want to know your thoughts. Whoa. Someone has wrote, written in, how do you feel about online dating? Whoa. So I'm yeah. waiting, this person said, I'm waiting on God, but my friends think I should look online. Yeah, I think it's fine. I think, again, so if you go back a couple of weeks ago to how to find true love, you got to pursue it. I, I think you got to be careful. You got to be cautious. The problem with online dating is people can be anything they want to be and uh, Mm. they can manipulate a program. So I I, I still think the best way, um, and again, here's my hope is that you would find somebody that's at your church. Mm -hmm. That's really my hope. That's already uh, loves God the same way you do, that's serving God at this church. Uh, I think that that's really, really important. It doesn't always work that way perfectly. Um, But you know, whenever two people from uh, a church, you know, like I've got a good friend of mine, uh, Ian just got engaged this week. You know, he Yay. he fell in love with somebody from the Grove Church, which I, I love the Grove and it's a great church. But at the end of the day, either the Grove is losing somebody or we mm-hmm. are. And that and right. that breaks my heart. Yeah. And so, um, you know, obviously I'm rooting for sandals, you know, oh, in, in the thing. Um, we love Melissa. But, but the, yeah, well, because she's amazing, <laughs> she's right? Amazing. And the Grove is amazing. But <laughs> yeah. in the end, the Grove's going to lose out on a, a really great servant of the Lord and, yep. and a great daughter of the King. And so, I'm always rooting for sandals people to meet sandals people. So, so a church doesn't have to lose yeah, yeah. Uh, somebody that's a vibrant part of their community. And um, um, so so that, that's my hope is that you would meet somebody here. And you guys, there's 5,000 of you at this church. Mm-hmm. So um, they live in your town, they're in your area, um, you know, be open, get, get involved. I think the best way to meet is in service. Mm. Absolutely. The best way to find someone who wants to serve God is to date someone who is serving mm. God. Okay. So let it be. Right. You know, so, um, Come on, Jesus. Come you know, on, Lord. so the problem with, you know, people's social media platform, and I, I have had to unfollow so many people recently because it drives me crazy because they're one thing online and their mm. personal life is just a, a wreck. And, 
oh mm. my gosh, it's just like, you are not serving God. You serve bad choices. That's mm. what you serve. Yeah. Um, so just know that anybody can be fooled, mm-hmm. but you know, at church, um, we know people, we get, we ask tough questions, you know, like I know pretty intimate crap about Tim Holly. Like, I don't you, know as much do. about you, but I know, I know more than I want to know about Tim Holly. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry about that. So boss. your business is in the light. Yeah. Your business light. is in the light. Yeah. So, um, so, but that's the kind of person that you can know is I feel like if somebody was interested in Tim, I could legitimately say, here's the good, here's the bad, here's the ugly, here's what you're going to have to work through. Um, I love Tim. Uh, you know, I, I'm for Tim, but but here are the challenges that come with Tim. And he and I talk repeatedly about those things because I adore him, love him, hmm. and see a real future for him in ministry. Um, what we've been willing to work through that, but people who are not in community and and I don't just mean they go to a group, but they're in an actual group. I just think that that's so important. And so a church can give you what eHarmony can't. And that is real life experiences with people. Do mm. they show up on time? Mm-hmm. Do they serve on time? Do they blow off service? You know, that's one of the things I would be looking at. You know, if I'm day, oh, it's great. They work in flip-flops. Yeah, but they call in sick four out of every six times. That's a prop, that's an integrity issue. Right. Mm-hmm. And just so you guys know, when you serve at church and you you flake, that's an integrity issue. Mm. Mm. It's not your job, but it is your God. Mm-hmm. So make sure that, you know, I mean, every now and then someone's got to miss, I get that, but it can't be a pattern. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So look, look at their income. Do they tithe? Do they give to the Lord? Man, a, a great place to check someone's life is look at their checkbook and their calendar. Those two places, where do they serve and how do they give? Because anyone can smooth anybody over with words. But the reality is if you look at my calendar and you look at my checkbook, um, you're going to see that I am am devoted to the Lord. Then that's not all of the categories, but those are two substantial ones. And those are two good ones to to really, really be able to evaluate. So I'm open to online dating. I think it's fine. Um, my hope is that you would meet somebody on eHarmony that goes to Samuel's Church. That's Amen. my prayer. That's Amen. what I'm pulling for. So, um, you know, I don't think that the church should be a dating site. That's another reason why I don't want to do uh, singles ministry because mm-hmm. I think it can turn into a meat market and mm-hmm. become very, very uncomfortable. And then the church is, you know, we're playing referee for single people mm-hmm. who are mad at each other and, you know... Um, so anyways, that's yeah. just my thoughts. Mm-hmm. I agree with all that. All right. So this next question comes in from Grace who says, my boyfriend and I recently broke up and it's been especially hard because it was my first relationship. We've been dating for almost two years. So naturally I started to imagine a life together. And on top of that, we work together. I listened to the episode 53 of the debrief about Pastor Matt, your and Tammy's dating relationship. And it sounds extremely similar to my own. I focus too much on doing things to make him like me. And I think he is still maturing and figuring out what he wants. Since the breakup, I'm watching your past sermons, listening to the debrief and reading my Bible. So is it wrong to also pray that God would mend our relationship? Um, I don't know that it's wrong to pray that. I don't know that it's wise to pray that. It sounds to me like, um, you know, you've been in a relationship for two years. You need to detox a little bit and you need to grow. What do you learn? I mean, you you said that you were not yourself. That's not a good sign. That means that you're not ready to date and you're not ready for a relationship. You need to be in a situation where you're comfortable with who you are so that the per- person you're dating can make an honest evaluation until you get to the place where you can embrace yourself, the good, the bad, the ugly, and be like, this is who I am. Because here's the thing is you're gonna be miserable and you're gonna rob your ma- future marriage of joy if you're fake in the dating process. Mm-hmm. That is the worst thing you can do is be something that you're not. Mm-hmm. Um, be as true to yourself as you can possibly be. That gives the marriage the best level of success. She said, what did she say about him? Uh, she also thinks that he is still maturing and figuring out what he Yeah, wants. of course he is. You guys are probably very young. We're all maturing. I'm maturing, you know, and I'm halfway to <laughs> death. Too. So, um, you know, we're, we're all maturing. So, 
you know, what, what I would just say is really, really refocus. Like you're reading your Bible. That's great. You're listening to a lot of messages. It sounds like you got a lot of free time. Start serving at church, get involved and really, really fill your life with purpose. That was my last challenge to singles. Yeah. Don't fill your life. Cause what you're doing right now is you're still filling your life with him, even though he's not with you. And those thoughts are going to wreck you. Mm. Um, you know, and if it works out, hold relationships with an open hand. If it works out, it works out. You know, Tammy and I broke up. We didn't speak. So you have to, young people today can't imagine a world where you can break up and not see each other. In 1994, that yeah. was the world. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I moved yeah. five hours away from Tammy. I might as well have moved to, you know, the yeah. jungle of Africa. Yeah. No I mean, there was, no, there was yeah. no communication, no Facebook or anything like that. And we literally did not speak yeah. for months. Um, and I needed that process to figure some things out in my life. Um, because we were really at the point where we needed to, to get married or break up. And I had to figure out, you know, what, what, what is it that I want? And I, and I decided I, I wanted her and I came back and I called her like 10 times. She hung up every time. Uh, and I, I finally drove to her work. I was nowadays I'd probably be a stalker. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, it was cute then though. Yeah, it was cute. <laughs> yeah. But um, I just really told her and uh, you know, that you're the one that I want and um, mm. I want to be with you forever. And so that was a real pivotal moment for me, but I actually needed space so that I could make a decision. And sometimes it's really, really hard to make a decision when you're so close in proximity. I think breaks are natural. I think they're good. I think they give perspective and um, they allow you to refocus on God and your priorities because what God was calling me to do was serve him full-time in ministry. And so I needed to get my head on straight and it wasn't. Mm. And so we needed to break up and, uh, and the truth is, you know, I mean, it's another story, but I really feel like we should have got married immediately because we made the decision. Um, and once you're engaged, mm -hmm. you know, sexual talent, shenzhens are just, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. know, I, I think there's someone at the table who did not listen to me about advice on we brief had, engagements. We had four months. That, yeah. was, that was brief. Well, I told you four if, days. It yeah. felt <laughs> way too long at the time. But yeah. Four, so, yeah. We should have so, just gotten married at our engagement party. Just cut out that just, whole... Oh, yeah. dude! Like but. if you if you think you're turned on when you're dating, get engaged. You're gonna be like, oh my gosh, oh, I must no, meet. Lord. There's a there's Lord. a viral there's a viral video. Lord. Super quick aside, there's a viral video of a woman who her dream was to get engaged and get married in the same day. Have you guys mm -hmm. seen that? I've heard about it. She, oh. she, that's what she wanted. Like She's like, if you, when you asked me, like, I, I want to just yeah. the You're same ready. day. And they did it. They pulled the whole thing oh. off. It's crazy. Like flew in family, like all this kind of stuff. So yeah, that's a little crazy. It's, you know, maybe crazy. taking yeah. the literal yeah. to, to the, but the next yeah. weekend, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like my grandparents uh, met at a dance and got married three weeks later. A dance. A dance. Wow. A barn dance. Oh, it was. Yeah, three weeks later. Well, and they were married for 60 years. That set of grandparents. Yeah. And they still loved each other. I mean, they, my grandmother never remarried. So he was, he died, I think, 12 years before her. She never remarried. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm. She still loved her Lawrence. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> Lawrence and Janelle. They so were so sweet. cute. Did you know? host a variety show? Yeah. You know, chance, my mom, know. my mom and dad are getting ready to, to move. Um, or they're preparing to move up here to Riverside. And, you know, one of the things we talk about is, you know, what do you need to get rid of and not get rid of? And one of my favorite things my mom has is the engagement picture or the wedding picture of my grandpa and my grandma. Oh, so he's sweet. so handsome. He's in his yeah. uniform. And, oh, that's you great. know, I she love just, that. She, my grandma, boy, she's a looker. Oh, okay. <laughs> blessings. She's a, my mom's pretty good looking Those too. old school blessings. Yeah. <laughs> older, older men always tell me that about my mom. You know that Peggy? She's, she's cute. I like that. She <laughs> she's working the bangs right now. Yeah, yeah. my dad. My dad says, "Man, I did good, man. I did good." And my mom, <laughs> my mom has aged good. well. Like she's, she's still a hottie. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. so great. Yeah. 
That old Peggy. That Peggy, old, yeah. Oh, Peggy, yeah. she found. Yeah, Go she's ahead, beautiful. Peggy. Yes. Okay, what was the question? We went. Yeah, I think we covered it. Like, is it wrong to pray that God mends a relationship? <laughs> no, You're saying I, be open-handed with your relationship? Yeah, I think that's I think, great. I think you just don't overly focus on your relationship mm-hmm. because, again, that's self-focused. Focus mm-hmm. on what God wants. And I'm assuming there's a reason you guys broke up. Um, you know, if you guys have had sex, that really complicates the issue. It makes things more difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, again, that's why you need to push off sex until marriage because it really – I mean, you think you can't think straight, you know, straight when you're when you're attracted, start having sex, and you can't think at all. So, um, mm. just really, really watch that and guard against that. So, I, I don't think it's wrong. I just think again, she needs to fill her life with God's purpose. And right now, it's not this dude. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and I mean, two years is time to start building a life together. So you're gonna need time to and unwind it, that. Yeah, and too. it takes time, man. It takes mm-hmm. time to unravel a relationship. Mm, you know, um, so I got my heart smashed. I mean, mm. I mean, a good one. Like, oh, in high school, oh, um, and I think it took me two or three years into my marriage to Tammy to really process that. Mm. Wow. So I really feel like the way. I feel like my attitude towards women was affected by this girl. Wow. Like she was whew, evil. Mm. Oh, mm. beautiful, but evil. But oh, man. Cruella yeah. Deville. I mean, yeah. just <laughs> oh. emphasis on the devil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Part. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mm. Women can be wicked, bro. Man. She was, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. And I don't want to say her name. God, my luck. She listens to the debrief. <laughs> she, she got saved. And she's women been... can be evil. That's Dude, true. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh! But it, you know, it, sneaky it, too. Yeah. yeah. And so here's and here's the other reason why I think you don't want to date a lot because those experiences affect you and they oh, stick God. with you and you start to prejudge guys or gals based upon your past and mm-hmm. um, you know every marriage bed is a crowded room. Oh, see. So, oh, I didn't want yeah, to reach. It is. The table and so you, you <laughs> want as few people in, in that spirit. bedroom as possible. So. Um, just really, really guard that. Yeah. And I think even like guarding like the difference between dating and being in a relationship, like mm-hmm. go on dates, be open yes. with those yeah. dates, be done. A date doesn't yes. have to mean a relationship every single time. You can go on a date and say, we're good. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm not talking about dating. I'm talking yeah. about I, I, I was in love. This yeah. is yeah. the one. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. man. I mean, our future was planned. <laughs> Crush. Oh. Yeah. I hate breakups. Sorry, the worst. They are the worst. Yeah. All right, so one last question from Daniel. It's also a breakup question. Mm. Um, Daniel. I feel like it's very... He's, he's in the lion's den right this now. This Christian breakup question before. This girl and I have been dating for three months. We're both Christians and believe in God, but for a long time it was more. We go to church on Sunday, read the Bible every so often, but we still sin and do whatever we want. About two months ago, she began to go to church two nights a week, plus Bible study on Fridays, and started really showing an in- interest in strengthening her faith. Now, yesterday, she decided we needed to stop seeing each other because she realized that her relationship with God is new, and she needs to build a strong foundation with Him before jumping into a relationship with a man. But my question is, why is it not okay to build a strong relationship with God together as a couple and use that as a strong foundation for our relationship in the future? I don't want to give up on this relationship, so should I give her some space for a while and see what happens or just move on? Yeah, if you really like her, Daniel, I'd give her some space and see what happens. Um, you know, what I would encourage you to do is to do what she's doing and really get focused on your relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really proud of her that she's figured out that she's a hypocrite. Most people that attend mm-hmm. Sandals are. They, they go to church and then they do whatever they want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we need to choose to be Christian every day. We just do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to choose to be a Christian every day. And what what that means is it guides my thoughts, my actions, and my feelings. And so she's doing that. And I'm super proud of her. I hope she's not using Jesus as a crutch because Christians like mm-hmm. to do that. The Lord told me, Maria, the it's God not going to happen. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, which mm-hmm. is awful. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, don't put How on do you God. Kind of tell the difference in between those times when it's like, oh, I need to break up because I need to focus on my relationship with God. And when are you just using that as kind of a mm. an hour or like an Yeah, excuse. I mean, I don't know. I think only the person knows. You know, that's an issue of integrity. And I can't speak to the matters of the heart. Only God can. So, um, you know, I don't know. I think usually it's people, you know, I mm-hmm. mean, sometimes it's God, but usually it's people. And so I think though, anytime, um, anytime in relationship, you find yourself drifting from God, that's the sign to get out of the relationship. That, that, is, that is the immediate sign that you are not ready for God. And again, pursue God, not marriage. Mm-hmm. Your, your purpose in life is to pursue God. So if you're in a relationship and you, you see an immediate drop off um, in your relationship, I even think this is true of friends. I think it's hard to make a friendship that's not godly, godly, than to enjoy a friendship that starts out in the right place. Mm-hmm. I just think I just think it's easier. Yeah. My friends that we we just literally started with Jesus, those friendships are way easier to talk about Jesus, live for Jesus, and do the things of Jesus than my friends who we just really liked each other. And then over time, we've gotten serious about God. It's harder for us to put God into that relationship because it started off wrong. I'm not saying it's not possible. It's just more difficult. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Um, you know, that, that's what I would say is, is if you find yourself drifting from God in dating relationship, get out because mm-hmm. God's number one and he's called you to serve him, not the relationship. So, um, yeah. So that's my advice. Boom. Good stuff. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us on the show today. Thanks for having yeah, us. I need, to t- I need to take a nap. I feel like we just, <laughs> Maria, you were, and you were blessing today. I know. You were yes, a blessing. So are you. So are you. <laughs> what about so, me? You were a sorry, blessing all the time, <laughs> trusted <Yeah>. leader. <laughs> Don't forget the old married guy. Seriously, and I and I would say even just for those of you that didn't uh, get to see the panel on singleness, I think it's going to be available yes, later available. this week. Yes, so please take a listen we'll to that. We'll have that on the show notes as soon as it is available. Pastor Matt, you shared so many really wonderful things, and I'm just grateful for the way that you and our church are bringing up really hard issues during this uh, series on mm-hmm. The Good Life because they are helping our lives be better. And that's what we hope for everybody who's listening now and those who will hear this later on, that your life will be better because you obey the Lord. Amen. And he's even really leading us into that discussion well. So thank you for that. Yeah, absolutely. God is good. So if you want to get the notes from this show, where we'll have some of those resources that we've talked about. You can go to that at debrief.show slash 99, guys. episode Yay. 99. Oh, Make sure you come to our episode 100. <laughs> yeah, we are recording episode that. 100 next Monday. 99 will... episodes. Yes. Class There's of 99 that. right here. Oh, nice. I love that. Wow. Um, you can also follow us at Debrief Show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. That's where we'll have information about how to get tickets to said show. We'll throw some quotes from this episode out there that you can share with your friends, single and married alike. And you can also, if you would like, support Sandals Church and the Debrief by texting Give Debrief to 951-900-4120. We love it being able to do what we're doing here on the show and you can help us do even more. <laughs> we love when you text yeah, that number with all of your money. We love when you give us money. Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> but yeah, thank you guys so much for joining us. We'll see you next week. Boom. <laughs>